feature presentation. Welcome back to another Untitled Movie Review at TIFF 22. I am one of your hosts, Matt Rohrbeck, alongside, he's allergic to tomatoes, but he is tomato meter approved, Eric Marchin. Matt, I don't want to be your friend anymore. No, that would be, uh, that would hurt, I, I would say. Imagine we just did this, like it, like what happens in the movie. That'd be, yeah, but who would you be, Brendan Gleeson or Colin Farrell? I feel like you'd be Gleeson, I'd be, yeah. I'd be Farrell. I get to play with my fiddle. Uh, today we are reviewing uh, Martin McDonough's The Banshees of Inner Sheeran. I will not call it The Banshees of Ed Sheeran as much as I want to. Uh, Eric, how are you doing? Matt, it's day six of the film festival. How the fuck do you think I'm doing? Or how the frick do you think <laughs> we I'm doing? We were just talking. We just had some wonderful pizza at General Assembly. Uh, not a sponsor. Not a sponsor, but it was good. Uh, uh, with our friend Andrew Feigl. And um, we were talking about this where I'm like, I'm not as... Ex- I'm pretty tired, but I'm like not... I think I still, we haven't done a full festival in three years, so uh, the last two have been hybrid or completely at home, so I feel like I'm still running off that high of, of feeling being back. The adrenaline like, of, of yeah, yeah, like being at 25 movies-ish each right now, halfway through the festival. I, I think, think that's, that's pretty good. Impressive. I think that's reasonable like, that's as well. Like really I don't good. feel like I'm, like it's gluttonous either. No, I feel like I sometimes hit 25 movies in other years and I'm like, alright, I'm good. Yeah. I don't need any more. I mean, I've gotten to almost 40 some years before too, but like... Which I don't know how we did that. I know, that seems like way too much. But, but also we did pre-screen some stuff and we're, we, we yeah. count ourselves very lucky there. Yeah, but, true, and we um, do include all that, but yeah, um, but I'm feeling good, you know. I, I, yeah, I mean, we're recording a series of reviews from a day that I had yesterday personally. That was a little. Uh, the vibes were off a little bit for me, and I'll get into that in a moment. Yeah, but um, other You're than vibing that, with like, it. the festival has been like pretty consistent. Like, even if I've given a lot of threes and threes and three and a halfs, like I feel like I haven't hated much there's a couple movies we uh, we really didn't like but other than that i'm like i find something in them or i think that they're okay or something didn't work for me but um, and sometimes you need time to kind of think about the film a little bit as well before you kind of really make yeah i'm glad uh, we didn't record this yesterday because yeah. i've sat on it a little and i don't i'm not as harsh as i was last night but that's the thing with film but, festivals right yeah. where like when you're when you're seeing you know we've only seen about like three movies a day max but when you're seeing multiple films a day and you're going from one screening to the next there you know not every film is paced the same way not every film has yeah. the same kind of style depends like, what your mood is how tired you are exactly there's what, so many factors like, going against yeah, it you know I automatically know. So it's it's great when most things work but um, you know uh, Martin McDonough's always been one of those guys that for me is hit or miss i think people know what they like out of him like i think there's two crowds right there's probably the people that are on my side of things that like the stuff that the people on the other side of things don't like right and i think there's those two sides there's i think the, you're i think you're Bruges saying the and, european yeah, and, the and the american yeah which is like the american stuff which i think a lot of people don't like from him i can i i like and i think a lot of the european stuff that he's within Bruges and this just didn't click with me and, right. and uh, that's interesting but even his um, quote unquote American stuff I'm using air quotes um, I I don't care that much about like right. I liked both of them but 
I haven't really thought about them or wanted to rewatch them. So, anyways, we can get into this one. Yeah, but. which is interesting because, like, I I really do like three billboards yeah. outside Ebbing, Missouri. So you're kind of on both sides. A little well, bit. The, yeah, the one I think the only thing I don't really is seven psychopaths. Is seven, right? seven psychopaths, yeah. but it's it's not that I even don't dislike it. Yeah, it's just that it's that's just, a movie that I was expecting more from. Right. I was maybe more disappointed, like right. a disappointed parent. Um, where in Bruges, like I remember seeing that the first time and being completely blown away. He had done shorts before. He won an Oscar for uh, a short yeah. called Six Shooter with Brendan Gleeson in it. Um, and I then, just, yeah, so that Bruce pairing of, of Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson and that script that got an Oscar nomination uh, that was released in February of, of 2008 kind of really crackled and brought a, a dark comedic edge. I worked edge. at Cineplex at that time. Yeah, and, and <laughs> it's one of those films... Empire of Light review. It's one of those films that kind of establishes the style and tone in which he has kind of been operating ever since and he hasn't yeah. really diverted with the exception of some of them are more embedded in European culture and some of them are a little bit more kind of bristling in that you know um, more kind of all American tone sure, yeah. but still has the dark sensibilities yeah. of something that is European because there's a lot of stuff his dark comedy is consistent throughout all of it yeah because yeah. like in Ebbing Missouri there's stuff in there that that would be right at home in in Bruges or in the movie we're reviewing you know the Banshees of Inishirin, um, which is a movie that takes place uh, on an island off the coast of exactly Ireland 100 years ago uh, in 1923 uh, oh 23 23 okay. Three. My bad. 99 uh, years uh, it's ago. It's a fictitious oh, island me. named Inishirin <laughs> where uh, former friends Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson um, have a falling out. Uh, one morning, uh, Colin Farrell's uh, character goes to visit Brendan Gleeson and Gleeson decides that he no longer wants to be friends with him, no longer wants to talk to him and to leave him alone so he can toil away with his, his music fiddle. and find some sort of accomplishment uh on his own and, and contribute to the world of, of music and arts in general. And this really hurts uh, Farrell's character to the point where he becomes obsessed to figuring out why Gleason feels this way and continually annoys him and annoys the people around him pestering, you know, whether it be his uh, sister played by Carrie Condon in a really good performance, a breakout role. She's yeah. been around for a while, but um, this is definitely um, a scene-stealing role. Uh, Barry Cogan's in this, so another reunion with the killing of the sacred deer. Oh, right. Uh, yeah. Barry Cogan's not e eating any pasta in this, unfortunately, but he's kind of playing kind of what a uh, the small-town kind of uh, uh, There's Joker a dark comedy type. I can get behind. Uh, and again, Colin Farrell and... Uh, I know, I was going to bring Barry up Kogan the Batman. The Batman yeah, as yeah. well. I mean, they don't have any scenes Spoilers, together, and, and Barry Cogan's not even in the theatrical cut anyway, yeah. so it doesn't really matter. Um, but essentially what you have is an allegory to um, uh, the, Irish, general, so, the Irish the Civil, Civil War, War yeah. with the IRA as that is happening on the mainland, and we kind of hear that throughout the film whether bombs are going yeah. off and explosions but it's kind of representative in a microcosm of on this island men, yeah. it's bleak it's at times very unpleasant to watch the characters can be extremely mean-spirited um if you really like in bruges and um ebbing missouri you probably will like this or at least yeah. 
appreciate it. I don't know if it'll be your favorite. There's a lot of colloquialisms within the film as well. Yeah. It's, it's embedded in kind of like Irish folklore, yeah. biblical allegory. Um, it almost kind of feels Shakespearean with one of the characters who's kind of like almost like the town witch. Uh, she's yeah. referred to as a ghoul a lot I of the time. I did times. like that character. I, I did, did too. I, I kind of like how she pops I'm like, oh, it's kind of like a fairy tale, right? Yeah, like that's, it well, it's that, a folk tale, yeah, right? Folk tale, a, a, yeah. a yarn. And it, and it does have a kind of whimsical quality, but I think a lot of that is cut by the banality and the cruelty of living yeah. in a very secluded location. I think... Yeah, it's a movie that I'm glad I, I've s- s- sat on a little bit, but like had a couple drinks I, at the pub and yeah, thought about it. I, I just I think this is a movie going in. You'll either know if you will kind of vibe with it or not. And you know, for me, who it has been hit or miss. It's been uh, with McDonough. I, I was sort of looking forward to it, but worried because I don't like In Bruges all that much. And I think you know my worries kind of came true. Where right from the start, I went, ugh, man this humor's not landing with me and i and i feel like it's something again i I talk about all the time and i feel like that's the hardest thing when i consider myself a film critic but i'm just someone who loves talking about movies really and and just has an opinion um comedy is i think the most subjective genre so if if this movie didn't work for me mostly because of the comedy um I don't think that's a slight on the movie. It just didn't work for me. I I sat pretty much stone-faced throughout the whole movie and and lost interest pretty quick. Uh, I thought it was, you know, McDonough just being, you know, bleak and dark for the sake of being McDonough, bleak and dark. McDonough, McDonough, Yeah, and which is fine. And I, I do like that kind of when you when I started to think about it going, okay, it was an allegory for war in general, just like how pointless it is and how... You just have to see things out when the other side is mad at you. And, and, and you don't remember how and, it even started yeah, how and it why even starts it started. And why, it just continues and, and goes on forever. And what, the collateral damage that comes with that and the, the self-inflicted pain that comes with that when you, you start a war and things like that. So like that's the stuff I started to think about and started to appreciate a little bit more from the movie. Yeah. Even though the comedy, which it is a straight-up dark comedy... If that doesn't work with you, it's hard to get invested in all that other stuff. Yeah, and, we've talked about that yeah. though before. With like even something like with with like I, I think someone that you can compare Martin McDonough to a little bit is someone like Guy Ritchie. Yeah, where like Guy Ritchie's style and sensibilities works for some people, and like specifically that kind of like vulgar European yeah. kind of um, attitude and angst and anarchy that comes out and that there's that in this but I think it is a little more uh, Martin McDonough is a, is a much better filmmaker than I, Guy Ritchie I, I agree but still that. has some of that style as well that's kind of like abrasive yes absolutely and um, the humor for me was just like a lot of repeating sentences and repeating the joke over again so like one character would say something and then the other character would just repeat what they said and then what the that, frick and then that was the joke and i'm just like it's not working for me um i think the performances are all all really solid i like everyone involved i think it looks great like so there is a there is some stuff to like there but i'm just hard pressed because uh i know it's the most simple criticism ever and it's the most subjective thing but i was just like right away i'm like I do not think this is funny, and it's hard for me to get into it. I know you liked it, though, so go ahead. Yeah, I did. No, but I also understand where you're coming from, because I think that, like, if you are not connecting or appreciating 
that darker tone and it is it is tough to get into like his, his stuff is very bitter yeah. and it's biting and it can be very painful and hurtful especially if there's it's a character super that super optimistic or no no especially either. if there is a character you like like Colin Farrell's character is a very likable character for the yeah. most part in the sense that like he's not a bad person and they even say that like he's a nice guy and like he's always being picked on by the town for being quote unquote dull unless he's drinking whiskey and then he becomes kind of more uh you know confident in in, in his sort of um approach to things but yeah like there's just something about his writing because he is a playwright and he's a theater director as well that you know it it lends itself to that style that is stagey but at the same time still works on a cinematic kind of quality like you look at the whale the whale you can tell is a stage it's very play. much a stage play this this isn't but you oh, can yeah. tell that it's stagey but it's stagey it, yeah but he's able to find a balance between the cinematic and yeah. sort of um you know the 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 dialogue and the and the crispness of 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 the acting and just the locations but yeah there, there's something about that allegory that i think works really well in terms of kind of boiling it down in a way that you can kind of explain something that can be overly complicated by saying how ridiculous this situation yeah. is especially when it's between two grown men who are acting like 12 year olds yeah um and like yeah like i think it's a, it's a really good i think it would be a really good movie to show in a civics class where it's like okay like if you want to learn about sort of the divide between the north and south in ireland and, yeah. and protestants and catholics but in and like a interesting engaging yeah or, or even just or in a more just simplistic like, yeah, manner yeah, right that kind of get that kind of gets it on the ground level like i could see this being adapted into something for like palestine and israel in a way as well like yeah. i could see like a production of this going you in, could in, do in any that direction war, really yeah like, but, just, but specifically with like civil war yeah. right like the idea of, of two, i get what you're saying because two people in the town that were friends yeah. before and then like and then are, one decides not to be but then it escalates because you know that one is pushing the other and then one crosses the line yeah. and then it becomes something else and yeah. you can't even remember why you started it and why you're feuding in the first place and there's a really good line in the film about these two characters that are in in the pub that are kind of talking about you know um there used to be a time where the the irish was uh you know the the irish only had to worry about um England, you know, that they were fighting against England yeah. because of colonialism and, they and repression and things. It, yeah. and, they, and now it's more confusing because we're fighting ourselves or yeah. fighting each other. And I think like that kind of sums up the movie really well in, in what it's kind of um, trying to surmise in its storytelling. And um, what's interesting about that is I didn't even clue. Maybe I'm just a fucking idiot or it's day five of the festival. Like I didn't even clue into that until like after the movie when I was thinking about it. Um, which I found interesting, but uh, I think it was just maybe because my brain sort of went, I don't like this, or like, I don't like the humor. I'm snapping, sorry if you could hear that. Um, not sorry, but I was, I guess it was intentional. You're so Canadian. I don't know what's happening anymore. Sorry. Um, yeah, I would I like a Canadian version of this to see what that would be like. Um, and again, I, I, I actually appreciate it more for that and I would I'm wondering now knowing that that's what it's about if I would like it more on rewatch right. you know what I mean uh, I don't know the humor still probably wouldn't land for me but, well it's like when we were talking about bros right like sometimes if the if the humor doesn't work that can you know um 
lower your rating or or you can kind of be more critical of that because part of it it, it is still a comedy yeah. uh, you know or it makes you lose that allegory because I'm not thinking about that because I'm thinking about how I don't like the humor yeah that's what I mean <laughs> yeah and 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 it is making some you know pointed criticisms about you know police corruption yeah. as well and abuse and again like the idea of a patriarchal society yeah, kind of bring that dominating you know, and, and being becoming more violent and, and sort of how to deal with a, a conflict instead of, you know, actually talking it out yeah. or, or listening. Or, like, there's one sequence in the film that I think a lot of people, while we were watching anyways, really liked that involved kind of like a back and forth, that, you know, when... With the male Farrell's trick. kind of talking to a police officer oh, specifically in, in the pub. Um, yeah, it, it's one of those movies that I think, like, you... Well, if you like Martin McDonough stuff, yeah, you'll, like, you'll this. like it. Yeah, if you if, don't, you're not going to. Yeah, if you're into European dark comedies with a bit of kind of edge to them that have violence and some yeah kind of profane, profane but also profound qualities, then yeah, you're gonna you're gonna get something out of this. Is it my favorite Martin McDonough movie? I still think In Bruges is my favorite of his stuff, but I do like Three Billboards a lot as well. Um, which a lot of people have turned on, and I'd be curious. I think because it read... was it, it won the People's yeah. Choice Award at TIFF. It did really well with the Academy. Frances McDormand won her second Oscar for that. Um, did did it win Best Picture? No, no, it lost. No, it to... lost to Shape of Water. It was right. Two, it, was it was 2017. That year. Yeah. yeah, it was that. Year. Um, yeah, but yeah. but he, but the, yeah, I think because the movie was so well received, and like Sam Rockwell won the Oscar for supporting actor. Um, I just want to quickly talk about Colin Farrell again. Like I think. He is very good in the movie. He, I mean, he's one of those guys that's always been a really good actor. And, like, you look at his career, it's really fascinating. Where after Tigerland, like, literally, the studio system was trying to make him into a movie star with, you know, films like The Recruit and SWAT. And then after a while, his box office cachet kind of faded, you know, because you become a commodity for a little bit. And if you don't really kind of, you know become that movie marquee you're kind of left to your own devices but he's reinvented himself like and become this really actor. great character yeah. actor and you look at this year this year know, alone <laughs> after yang which i think is my favorite performance of his um, of this year which is such an internalized introspective work and then he goes and does something where he's literally chewing up the scenery with the batman which yeah. was released the same weekend as after yang yeah. but he's having so much fun with that role and disappears quite literally into it and then you know didn't love the movie but he's doing solid subtle work in 13 lives um now this and like you, you, like even when he started working with Yorgos Lanthimos yeah. I think you know around that time a is super when he's, versatile actor yeah right that like I don't think when you're watching Colin Farrell I go oh it's Colin Farrell I can't get past it right? no like I do lose myself in, in mostly everything that he's done lately so I completely agree with you there um, he's always a welcomed um, presence Brendan Gleeson too I really like oh, but, yeah like, Brendan Gleeson like, that's the other thing we should mention Brendan so I interviewed Brendan Gleeson for the Grand Seduction right and um, I was talking to him about you know like what what he liked about working on that film that movie taking place in you know uh, the Maritime Province um, he actually plays the fiddle and hangs out in pubs and, and to oh, me yeah. Like, he's very comfortable in that. And you can see that in this movie that, like, other than the awkwardness between him and Farrell's characters, like, there is something there where it's just, like, he feels so at home and so embedded in yeah. the culture that is his. But, like, that sometimes is hard to convey on the screen. And, and yeah, he's always, uh, like, he's amazing in In Bruges. And, like, he's always a solid addition to any movie that he's in. Like, even something, like, as silly as Lake Placid, I think he's awesome oh, God, in that. Yeah, I forgot. 
Uh, yeah, shout out to him. Um, all right, I love his hair. His hair was amazing in that movie. In this movie, yeah, very good. Uh, I made this joke on Twitter: the zero fingers out of five. I'm not giving it a zero out of five. That was a joke about the movie. Uh, man, I'm this movie. At first, I really didn't like it when I left the theater. I thought about it more, and I was like, I still don't really vibe with it, but I can appreciate elements of it. Uh, but I still don't quite like it. So uh, I'm going to give the movie a, a 2.5, which sounds harsh, but I hope you listen to this whole thing and realize there are redeeming elements to the movie. And if you, like Eric said, vibe with his other movies or just vibe with, you know, I- Irish comedies or, or dark comedies, like you might, you might vibe with this. But me personally um didn't quite work so uh, a 2.5 yeah and, and you know just because you're giving it a two and a half doesn't mean like that's the rating you have to stick with for the rest no, of your no, life no, you can go I back honestly, and give it a two you I'd can go back and give it a three, three. I, i'm after talking you can stay about at two and a half and sitting on it i was like okay I, I the allegory stuff is like interesting performances are good it's shot well the score is nice we haven't talked about that um but i think like if a comedy doesn't land with you, it's hard to get into the rest of that stuff. It is, so. and 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 that is kind of you know the 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 main kind of goal of this movie is to make, make you, you laugh, laugh at things yeah. that maybe you're not laughter, supposed to yeah. laugh at, right? But you're doing laughter, it with an yeah. audience and kind of feel less guilty for doing it. Um, I'm going to give it a four because I really did like it quite a bit. But I again, like you know, don't again ratings are so We're too arbitrary. Nice to each other. We should have yelled at each other I know. during this review. I should have cut off my fingers and thrown them at you. <laughs> um, oh, there's a donkey in this as well that I really liked. Yeah, um, quite a bit. Good use of donkey. Good, good use good of animals. livestock. Yeah, in, in this. General, yeah. Um, yeah, and, and uh, quickly, there's one other scene that I really did like, and it's not really a spoiler, but it's it's a moment that kind of shows because you never actually see their friendship in the film. Like their yeah. actual friendship, no. because you start on the day when Brendan Gleeson's character doesn't want to be think, a friend anymore. I think you get that conveyed That's through what I'm how saying. much it hurts Colin Farrell's. But character. there is a moment in this film, a wagon ride, yeah. that kind of conveys. Okay, they're like you see the time before the movie began. That's true. In this moment, yeah, you are absolutely right. And I also want to give a shout out to the bartender. I liked him. Yeah, he's really good. He's good. Like I would, <laughs> I would want to drink at that dude's bar. He seems great. Yeah. Uh, but I love that brings that small town vibe, right? Like yes. Everyone knows who everyone is. Everyone and you talks, can't escape, really. You know, everyone talks to one another. Like even the scene with the mail, uh, the mail clerk, and like or at the. Con- <laughs> that is funny. Store. What news do you? Have? <laughs> like that's the kind of small town gossip stuff. Like I get it. I get it. It just didn't vibe. Yeah. I just didn't vibe with it. So, um, thank you all for listening. Uh, we really do appreciate it. As some random music now starts. Um, I don't know what the hell's premiering or what's even happening tonight. But go uh, check out our other reviews. Uh, You can check out uh, our review uh, for Empire of Light, uh, for The Fablemans, for Glass Onion, for Bros, for Brother, for The Swimmers, for Weird, for Women Talking. I don't know if I already mentioned that, but like tons of stuff. So you're probably already in the right spot if you're listening to this on podcast services. If you're on YouTube, uh, we appreciate you listening to an audio podcast on YouTube. Uh, but just one stop shop for everything is untitled underscore movies over on Letterboxd. Uh, you can check out more of my work on Family Feud Canada right now, which is airing Monday through Thursday at 7.30 p.m. on CBC and CBC Gem. And you can follow me uh, on all those social medias at Matt Rohrbeck. And I'm Eric March, and you can find more of my video reviews on rogerstv.com. So I send a scene on the social medias at EM6211. Until next time. Motherfucker. Back you.